Take me anywhere, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Do, 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 do. So if you're driving you in your car, you're driving in the bus, to die by your side is just a happily way to die. And if you cleanse your walls... <laughs> I love the Smiths. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome. Back. Back. To a very long conversation about movies and art and TV, whatever else we feel like talking about. Yes, I'm sir. your producer, Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Sam Bannigan, how have you been? Uh, pretty, pretty good. This week has been... Ugh, sorry. Sleepy apparently. Um, this week has been what? What happened this week? Uh, this week has been pretty decent. It's been hanging out, you know. Uh, my partner got COVID, like <laughs> so that. I so I had to. I've, I've been testing the past few days. I'm fine. I I'm been negative. No no symptoms. No nothing. I would have been sick by now if I had it. So I'm chilling. Uh, but it means that I can't see them until Saturday, which sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had like a surprise dinner for a friend of mine who just uh, finished their degree. Oh, uh, hooray. Which was very, yeah, it was very fun. Shout them out. But it turned, it turned into, yeah, shout out Hale. Uh, they don't listen to the podcast. So but still, congratulations. Out. It's in the ether. Congrats, Hale. They did it. counts. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and that turned into, like, a much longer evening than originally planned, so I didn't get home until, like, 11.30, 11.45, and then I was like, I still have to watch The Killer, so yeah. I started watching it last night really late, um, and, yeah, uh, but yeah, that week has been pretty decent, it still hasn't really snowed here, so it's hard to believe that Christmas is a week from now. It is crazy. It's really strange. Like, it just doesn't... Like, it's not that cold. The global warming's gonna kill us all. Like, it's just... It's weird. It's this so year weird. went by fast. Is it just me, or did this year go by fast? Uh, not really for me. But I, I had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. I moved twice. Yeah, you did move twice. Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, things aren't great <laughs> over here. They weren't, it wasn't like a great year, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, but what about you? How was your week? My week was good. Kelly's also sick, which is crazy. Well, I've been, I was at her place all day and I was like, so at one point we have to watch the killer at some point today. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it in the morning, we could do it at night Watched both episodes of Doctor Who This past week The, like, the specials? Yeah, the two specials I'm gonna watch the third one I'm back into it, they got me back <laughs> I still wanna rewatch everything Do it! I... Be it. <laughs> Tell me what happens to Peter Capaldi and uh, Jody. what's her What's her last name? Jody Jody Forrester? Foster? Jody Foster. It's not Jody. No. <laughs> it's not Jody, Jody Foster. It's not Jody Comer. It's not is it Jody Whitaker? Uh sexism Jody. right here. <laughs> Said Peter Capaldi's name, no problem. <laughs> Jody Whitaker, you're right. Uh Jody Whitaker. Um Tell me what happens in their seasons. One, maybe okay. one day, but I need another nerd franchise to follow. I can't, I can't yeah, live a, a fulfilling life without one. I thought I could, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I thought, no, it's yeah, time to fair. grow up. Oh God, I can't be in that. It's so great. Oh no, give me something silly. <laughs> <laughs> I need the silliness. But yeah, uh, sorry, I'm just bring on, talking sure. about silliness. The Killer, 2023. <laughs> bold, bold, bold statement. 
David Fincher's popular film. Yeah. Yeah, we saw it. We watched it. We This is both of our second times watching this movie because the writer yes. and actor strike really be like that. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time. Every time I'm going to say it. Yeah. This is our second well, not, time watching this movie. Yeah, but movie. Not, not next week. <laughs> yes. We need to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's that's a scary sentence. It is a scary sentence. I just want to see a good movie, man. I hear you. But um, I would say, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I really like this movie. I I liked it a lot the first time, uh, but I'm really glad I got to watch it a second time. Um. Because I liked it a lot more this time than I did the first time. Yes. I think in part because like I knew what it was. The first time I didn't know what it was. I knew I had never seen I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I was just like, oh, it's a new David Fincher movie. I don't need to know of anything. Course, I'll just right? watch the movie. Yeah. You know? But then the entire time I'm like waiting for something to happen. And this movie I mean, stuff happens in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Stuff happens in the movie. There is a story. There is stuff going on. But it never, like... Right? Isn't that the beauty? <laughs> it is. No, you're right. But it never really, like, explodes. Like, it never really gets crazy. You know? There's so many you people don't... get shot. There's a big action set piece in the middle of this movie. He sets a house on fire. Like, all those things happen. But yet, it's not really that explosive. It's not that, like... It's not. <laughs> it never yeah, is. It never gets there. On purpose, it never gets there. And and so the first time I watched it, I was kind of like waiting for that to happen. But the second time, knowing that that doesn't happen, it allowed me to really sink in and just like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let Fincher do his thing here, man. I'm just gonna see what goes down. Let me be a hitman for an hour and a half. Yeah, and it was great, and I liked it a lot more the second time around. Um, I know I got to notice more of the like small details. In like some of the sound design and camera movements, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciated it a lot more on the second viewing than I did on the first. Um. And it's making me rethink my list a little bit, but it's fine. It's fine. How about you? What did you think of of your second viewing of The Killer? It's great. It's really good. Fincher has a lot of great movies. So when I say it's it's middle tier, but it's really good. (laughs) It's middle tier Fincher, but that's just because Fincher like, like pops out bangers every four years, you know, like Zodiac is like one of the greatest movies. (laughs) Comparatively to Zodiac. Yeah, it's mid, but comparatively to everything else. To everything. Yeah. Yeah, if you're like, if you're like, oh yeah, let's think about, well, let's think about, you know, Zodiac and Social Network and Gone Girl. It's like, yeah, this movie, hey, it's not, it's not one of those. But damn, it is a good movie. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I love this movie. I really. It this it's such like a chill watch. Mm-hmm. That. I've never seen Mindhunter, and I feel like there's a lot of things you that... Gotta, you gotta watch Mindhunter. I feel like there it plays off of Mindhunter. This is just my feeling, watching this movie. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something here. Like, You are missing something, because Mindhunter is, is a fucking phenomenal show, and everyone should watch Mindhunter, and it's a, it's a damn travesty that it wasn't... It didn't get its final season. I think this movie is that he's so mad that there's not a third season. He's going and killing the Netflix staff one by one. <laughs> That's what I think this movie is. That's pretty funny. Um, but we'll get there. I It's, yeah, Michael Fassbender. It's like just two people I love. I've been missing Michael Fassbender recently. He has a whole other mm. movie out there and I'm not going to watch it, which makes me sad. What's his other movie? Next goal wins. 
Oh, right. Um, I heard that movie is a bad. Same. Maybe one day I'll watch it, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Looking at his IMDb, Michael Fassbender's last few roles are Next Goal Wins, a movie most people say is bad. The Killer, a great film. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, right. The Snowman. Yeah, right. He, he's hit a slump. <laughs> Assassin's Creed he's... is somewhere in here. He hit a slump. And then and then one down is Alien Covenant, which is fantastic. Bigger. And then it's something called Song to Song, which I've never heard of. Uh, it's one of Terry Malick's joints. It's, it is not right. <laughs> pleasing. It, no, it has a 5.6 on IMDb. And then the one right before that is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> He's really not been hitting recently. But he had a run. That run from like I mean, even in this even in this slump, like he's got like Alien Covenant of I think his best performance. And then the killer. So like he get he gets these little spurts of like, oh, remember how good Michael Fassbender is? That's crazy. And he is he is in a lot of bad movies, but also he's good in them. Like the X-Men movies, he is, he is still a standout performance he is the best part of the new x-men movies that's for sure um but he really shines at this and i think they just both they met each other at a perfect time david fincher and michael fassbender i hope they work with each other again i think that would be fun Uh, that would be fun that would be nice they 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 i think that they have a good vibe yeah no man remember like steve jobs michael fassbender yes remember we got nominated 12 years a slave Shame? Yeah. He just dropped that hunger. Remember hunger? That like changed Macbeth high school. Is in here. God damn, he's got like some good movies. Oh well. Yeah, hopefully we he'll he'll make. Do you know what he's doing? This is he's a formula Formula One racer. Yes, I've heard. I've heard this that he's decided to just be a racer. Much good for him. <laughs> so yeah. that's where you've been. It was just so funny to be like, "Oh, so that's where you've been." I've been like, yeah. "Where's Michael Fassbender?" Well, don't worry. He's in Kung Fury Two. So that has been on his IMDb page for so long. That's been there since so... like X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. But anyway. X-Men Apocalypse, boo. The killer, yay! Yay! (laughs) Those are my thoughts. Um, Yeah, that's fair. We do have people to talk about in the cast. We just spent a little bit talking about Michael Fassbender already, but there are, Um, like, a lot of really great one-scene performances given by a lot of really good actors. Yeah, a lot of a lot of this movie is kind of like we're gonna give this one actor one scene, and they're gonna do that scene, and then nothing else, and it's great. Um, so you get uh, Gabriel Polanco as uh, Leo, the taxi driver. He was great. Um, that was it's such a so also spoilers spoilers for the film. He's a great yeah. first kill because you were like, oh, I like that guy. <laughs> he yeah. was. I was a friend. He was my friend. Yeah, he seemed chill. Yeah. Um yeah, this is his this is his only credit on IMDb. It says that he's worked on other stuff, but I guess it's just not on uh IMDb. Um So that's pretty fun. Uh, I really liked him. His his scene was good. Uh then we have uh let's do Carrie O'Malley and Charles Parnell in uh, Charles Pulnell as the lawyer and Carrie O'Malley as Dolores. I mean, um, say his name again one more time. Charles Parnell. Charles Parnell. Great. Really coming in as a yeah, great character I love, actor. I love Charles Parnell. Shout out Top Gun Maverick. Forever Top Gun Maverick. But also, I've yeah. seen him in a couple other things, too. He was in Mission Impossible for a bit. Yeah, he's in, he's in Mission Impossible. He's in Dead Reckoning. Um, he's in a couple episodes of Barry. He's in yes. uh, some episodes of The Mandalorian. He's on 
uh, Law and Order, Top Gun Maverick. He's like in a bunch of stuff. He's just like one of these guys who's just like always in something. Uh, and he's great. I love this guy. Yeah, really good. And the way he knows how it's going to play out, he has such attention in his scene. Yeah. And the same thing oh, with sorry. the secretary. She's yes, great. Carrie O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, an actress who I haven't seen in, I haven't really seen the other stuff that she does, but she's in a bunch of stuff, a lot of TV stuff, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, she's in an episode show called Sammy. Uh, she's in, like, yeah, she does a lot of TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, yeah, she just pops around kind of all over the place. Um, um, that moment. When she laughs, he want to help. He want to. Oh yeah, he help taking <laughs> out that dead body and that laugh with the snort. It's perfect. Oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I really like both of, both of these people in in their little in their little scene. Um, ba, ba, ba. Next up, we have. I guess we don't really see him act a whole lot, but goddamn, if he's the one doing this this fight scene, Sala Baker. Has to be. Fucking Why would you hire an actor it. and then go, all right, bring on the stunt double? He has to be the one doing it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, he's not credited in stunts for this movie, but he is a stunt performer. That is his main thing. He was on, he did Bullet Train, he did Malignant, he did Jungle Cruise, he did Army of the Dead, The Mandalorian, Mulan. Uh, a Star Wars video game, Mile Twenty Two, Deadpool Two, Rampage, Bright, like the yeah, this guy. Ooh. I'm guessing he works with Love the Malignant. Rock a lot. Um, Central Intelligence, the Nice Guys, Captain America: Civil War, like he's yeah, he does like a lot of stuff. He's a stunt performer, so I'm guessing he did all of his stunt stuff for this. And how brutal! Um, I love in the middle of this cool little movie, in the middle of this, David Fincher pops up from behind the camera and says, "I could have made a Batman movie whenever I wanted." Just, just, to- <laughs> just so we're <laughs> all aware. I'll go back to the movie. I could have. <laughs> oh, this dude was the stunt guy for um, Sauron. For who? For Sauron? The, in the, the Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings? Rings? Yeah. His IMDb picture is him in the armor. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool as How hell. How old is this guy? Uh, How young was Sauron then? He was born in 76. So he was like in his twenties, like when he did Sarah. All right, but this is that's cool. This dude rocks. <laughs> I'm a fan of this guy now. <laughs> um, but yeah, David Fincher could make the best action movie we've ever seen, and he chooses not to. With sound, with the the way that just the camera moves, what the shows. Uh. Yeah, this is something that the the camera movements. This was when I. I kind of I noticed it a little bit earlier, but this is when it really pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a cinema cinematog cinema cinematographic cin cinematograph. What do you try? Say. Cinematography choice based choice. Okay. Um, where whenever Michael Fassbender's character, the killer, is. Uh, sticking to like his plan and doing his thing, it's all very Fincher esque camera movements. It's like on a tripod, on a dolly, mm-hmm. on a crane, whatever. It's all very standard, um, like Fincher's omniscient, just eyeball that just perfectly moves exactly where it needs to be every time. Um, but when the killer has to start improvising and goes off script, quote unquote. Um, it suddenly becomes like handheld and shaky and like it doesn't know where to look. Yeah. And I think that's such a cool 
choice to like be putting us into the into the perspective of Michael Fassbender's character that way of being yes. like when he knows what he's doing, it looks like a Fincher movie. Like it looks like the perfect angles, the perfect pan. It's all immaculately done. But then especially in this in this fight, like when he get when Michael Fassbender gets tackled off camera, he gets tackled off camera and the camera has to go, oh shit, I yeah. gotta, oh fuck, yes. I gotta find him. Oh, wow, that wasn't supposed and to happen. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. And uh, and they do that every time he's doing something and it goes off script. Yeah. Like it happens in the in the first scene when the when the uh, mail gets delivered. When the when he hears the the boop 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 from the door, yes. suddenly the camera like leaves its tripod and has to like follow Michael Fassbender as, he, as he's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? Okay, okay, okay. Everyone, chill the fuck out." <laughs> um, and I think that's such a such a cool choice from Fincher and, and his cinematographer um, on this one because it just like it puts you so in the perspective of uh, of him, of the killer. Uh, Eric Messerschmidt was the cinematographer. Uh, they worked together on uh, Mank. Mank is pretty. It is. This guy also worked on Ferrari that we're about to see soon. Yeah. Also worked on Mindhunter. Yeah, okay, this guy's been around. Sick. But yeah, I just, I really like that choice. Um, that they do throughout the whole thing. And I also notice a lot of, so I have a theory and I thought this the first time that I watched the movie. Um, sorry, I'm rambling. No, do please. you have thoughts on the, on the camera? Uh, finish your point. <laughs> oh, I, uh, my, sorry, I dropped a needle. Well, that's a bad thing to drop. <laughs> Just like a little pin, like a little sewing needle. I don't know where it went. Okay. If I suddenly scream... We all know why. We all know ah! why. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So I have I had this theory the first time that I watched it, and I don't know if it's true, but I like the choice of this anyway, of the sound design, especially in this um, brute fight. Um, everything is, like, very muted and muffled mm-hmm. um like the punches don't like have like sounds really like it's all very small yes um and i my theory is they're trying to um show because we're so in the perspective of the killer they're trying to show uh us like how firing a gun so many times has affected his hearing and he's kind of going deaf that's a that's cool yeah because like every time he's in he's in a scene like sound is really muted and you can kind of and the they do like in the music it always sounds like you can kind of hear his heartbeat happening and i'm like oh this is all stuff that happens when you like if you can't hear properly yeah like, yeah, you wouldn't pick up on every sound that's happening in this fight. You would just get some of them, some of the higher pitch ones or the louder ones or whatever. But like somebody just hitting you isn't going to make a loud sound. It's just going to be kind of muffled. <laughs> thud, yeah. Right. And they do it throughout the whole movie. Every time there's that sort of stuff is happening. It's always a little off. Like it's always a little muted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, and I, I, it's such a nice note. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it, that's what it, I'm getting. No, I, I feel like cool. that's a good interpretation. I feel like there's definitely something there. The, it, everything is very muted. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, now it's my turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what thoughts, feelings? I, wanna... The camera movement is, it is exactly what you said. It's to put you in the perspective of the killer. David Fincher is really saying, yeah, this guy's me. <laughs> like, yeah. Christopher Nolan said, yeah, Oppenheimer's me. Yeah. Um, it is... Yeah. Tilda Swinton. That's the next scene yeah. up, right? Yeah, it is. I think about that analogy all the time now. 
Which one? Ooh, the one with the bear. Oh, yeah. There's something so... Yeah, really be like that. You make the mistake three times. Are you... Do you... Do you are you doing this on purpose? Yeah. You're not here for hunting, are you? Yeah. I Tilda Swinton's so good in this movie, too. She gets this one scene where she just monologues for a while, and I'm just like, I'm in, actually. This is great. <laughs> Best supporting. Let's go. Do you want to see the dessert menu? Yeah, I do. That's why. I'm, yeah, I do. I'm going to have chocolate in my mouth while I eat a bullet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, no. Her scene is great. It's... Tilda Swinton. What a, what a versatile actor. I feel yeah. like we don't give Tilda Swinton enough love. I think pe- I think we give Tilda Swinton enough love. I feel like... Tilda Swinton's great. We love Tilda Swinton. She's really good. Except for that time that she was running down the street and everyone was laughing and we were, we were very confused. <laughs> Shout out the dead... What was it? The dead don't die? Dead don't die. I think so. I referenced that movie the other day. <laughs> we were talking about Adam Driver. I was like, he was in The Dead Don't Die. Anyone remember Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die? <laughs> you know, ghouls. Ghouls. <laughs> it's got Bill what Murray in it. Come movie. on. It does have Bill Murray and Tilda Swinton and Adam Driver and a lot of great people in that, in that not good movie. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez has more followers on Instagram than some country have people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You haven't heard of Jim Jarmusch's Dead Don't Die? These are the conversations that plague my week. (laughs) And just to finish up on the actors, and also I love how we're running down the movie this way. Um, The last scene with... Tom Waits is in this movie? Danny Glover is in this movie? Steve Buscemi? This was a crazy movie. (laughs) That is not good. Sorry, the last... The actor who... Yes. ...was the big the big CEO. Arliss Howard. What he been in? Uh, the Lost World. Full Metal Jacket. Moneyball. Time Traveler's Wife. I like the Mank. Time Traveler's Wife. Um, bunch of TV stuff. Um, those are his, those are his big ones. Yeah, those are all the big ones. He's in a bunch of other stuff. He's been working for a long time. His first credit is, is his first credit is the Incredible Hulk show in 1979. Man, I love Uh, that. When I was in middle school, I used to watch that and Star Trek The Next Generation. Talk about two hours of fun. (laughs) Really, really current television. (laughs) That's why I am the way I am. (laughs) It's because I went home and everyone else was like, I got to watch Avatar, The Last Airbender. I said, I got to watch my boy Louie and Patrick back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... But yeah, so he's he's been around. He's done some stuff. And I, I liked him in this. Yeah. I really he think like he's a, Ted Sarandos. I think he's really Ted Sarandos. In, when I watched it the first time, that's w- when this theory came in my mind. I was like, I okay, think this yeah. guy's it, Ted tell Sarandos. Me, tell, me, tell me your theory. Tell me your Netflix I theory. I think between House of Cards, Bank... And Mindhunter. I know Mindhunter came out before Meg, but, you know, yeah. time. I think this is, and seeing, you know, I, I sure bet Martin Scorsese and James Cameron are, friend, are like idols of David Fincher. <clears throat> and to see them just bash streaming, and he's the king of streaming, because he's David Fincher, he's the GOAT. I think mm-hmm. there's just a little, there's something that annoyed him, and it came out in this movie. It was this movie and him killing his manager, 
him killing the actors, him killing every bit of the piece. That part is a little bit muddled, but I still think he's killing just the Netflix, the people he works with. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I buy that. I'm in. I don't know. I mean, like, right, them going to to try to kill him, but then they beat up his girlfriend. They, they, I that part of the movie feels weird to me. Does it feel weird to you? It feels very much like, okay, this is the reason. <laughs> don't think about it anymore until the end. It, the movie never... <laughs> It feels like very no. like why is that in the why does he need a girlfriend? Something to revenge. Well, it feels very much like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's it feels kind of like um like a uh crossing the line sort of thing. What do you like, mean by that? Like he's put up with so much. Like, like you can, like at the beginning, he's on the when he's on the phone with Charles Parnell very briefly, because the target hasn't shown up. He's like, I've already been here for five days, mm-hmm. and he's like, Ah, he'll be there like in the next couple days. Just give it a second. He's like, I'll give you two more days, and then I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the first conversation you hear him have with another person. <clears throat> yeah. So it kind of feels like. He's obviously been doing this since he was in college. He's clearly in his 40s. Like, he's been doing this forever, and it kind of feels like when they cross the line of, like, oh, they rape and uh, beat up his his girlfriend, that just, it just kind of feels like the last straw, like the last thing that pushed him over the edge to just be like, all right, fuck this. All right, you fucked up. Like you went too far. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this for twenty years. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm good at my job. I fuck up one time, and you ruin my life a little bit. So I'm gonna ruin all of your lives. Actually, actually, fuck you. And what if makes that one miss? <laughs> Got nominated for and, Best yeah. Picture. It won Oscars. But what if Mank is the miss? <laughs> I don't know if Mank is the miss because I, I don't read it as, I mean, I, I, I'm into your reading of like, this is David Fincher rebelling against Netflix. Um, I read this a lot more of like David Fincher's looking back at, at his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of see the miss is, like, him almost regretting, like, Fight Club or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Something that, maybe not Fight Club, but something early. David Ehrlich. Uh, you don't like David Ehrlich, right? I like the way he writes about movies. I just rarely agree with yeah, him. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> yeah, he wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. his letterbox review, and I'm misquoting it, but it was... Uh, oh, yeah, it's like, this movie's about how embarrassing it is to be a 60-year-old man who directed Fight Club. How how embarrassing and awesome it is to be <laughs> a 60-year-old man who directed Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. And I and I like that, because I think... I think that's that's more what I'm getting out of it. I don't know if it if the miss is Fight Club or if it's something else, or you know. But Fight Alien Club just 3? feels like all the way back from the beginning. Ali- I don't think it's Alien Three. That's your that's his first movie. It is his first can, movie. I don't think you can fault him for that one. Yeah, um, he's clearly proved himself. Yeah, he's clearly like we could all just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has everyone starts off bad, you know. He had to understand like, like what the different lenses were. That was the film yeah. where he learned. All right, so what's <laughs> this lens? So what's so this, this one? Lens? Does that? So I got. Oh, I have. Oh, that's how that works. Oh shit! I did that so wrong. Okay, I'll fix it next time. I'll fix it next time. I'll fix it next time. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um. So I feel like this is this is Fincher kind of going through his whole life and being like, man, I I fucked up and and kind of having to to redeem himself in a way to fix it to to somehow fix it and just the metaphor of this is like fixing it is going and killing all of these people 
um, a very Fincher way to fix things. Yes. Um. So I I don't know. I I, I was kind of more seeing these these targets, these people that the killer is going after as like specific projects mm-hmm. rather than people in his life. Cause you were, you were saying like, Oh yeah, the lawyer is kind of like his manager. And then the, uh, the other two hitmen are like the actors. And, and then it's like someone. the head of Netflix. <laughs> There's you know, someone, some, someone in the, some, in the pipeline. Yeah. Right? Someone in the pipeline is here. But that last guy is definitely Ted Sarandos. He makes me justify this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, I... So I was trying to figure out, like, what movies do all of these things, like, line up to? Mm-hmm. Of, like, maybe the lawyer... Maybe it is... Maybe the first one is Alien 3, and that means, like, the lawyer is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that kind of makes him David Fincher, but also is the thing that, like, ruined him, you know? Yeah, the, the like, I don't know. shadow he could never escape. Yeah, right? Like, that's kind of what the lawyer feels like to me. What do you think David Fincher thinks about Oppenheimer? Ooh... He probably loves it, right? Right, but even like Oppenheimer, uh, I'll reach. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, licorice pizza, and then David Fincher's over here on Netflix making the killer. There's just something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's. I'm sure it's weird, but also he's. How much money is Netflix handing yeah, David that's Fincher the truth, every time he though. does this? Right? How much like money how many did Quentin zeros... Tarantino lose? It yeah. was a hit, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the issue, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the... I'm sure that's the sticking point. But Because even in this, even the lawyer in this says, like, you have more money than you could ever spend. Yeah. So it does really feel like... Why don't you just like go away? You can just go yeah, away. You can just disappear forever. Um, it does really feel like David Fincher read this weird graphic novel and and then was like, damn, that's me. Yes. <laughs> damn, that's me. I, that's crazy. I like to imagine he was reading this comic and Christopher Nolan read Oppenheimer and then closed the book at the same time. <laughs> I like to imagine in their, we in live in that world. In two separate mansions. Yes. <laughs> And they both went, damn, he's just like me for real he's at the same like time. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, make a movie about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to do more thinking and more research into into what these things are, but it does kind of I don't know. It it feels like it could be both, which is kind of the beauty of, yeah. of this movie. Of like, yeah, this could be David Fincher just being like, yeah, fuck Netflix and fuck my own career. Or it could be him being like, I I fucked up once and now I got to spend the rest of my life fixing it. Do you remember Mank? I listened to the music all the time, but. I don't remember Mank. I really, I didn't like that movie, so. I don't think about it. I actually, (laughs) the other day I was like, man, it's been like. What was David Fincher's last movie? It's been a minute, right? And then forgetting that Mank existed. I think that's the mess. <laughs> like I was going, I was going back. I was like, oh yeah, oh it's been, oh fuck, what was his last thing? Like God Girl, twenty fourteen. God Girl, first movie in nine years. No way, no how. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my exact thought. I'm just like, there's no way that was. A, I know he did Mindhunter in there, but like that's a TV show. That's a bit different. Yeah, House of but Cards, like, Mindhunter, last... different. <laughs> is that the same? And he did that one episode of Love, Death, and Robots. But is that... That's not the last thing he did, right? Like, we've had a movie since Gone Girl. And then, yeah, in 2020, there was Mank, and it was just bad. In my opinion. I didn't like it. Whatever. Uh, uh, it was alright. 
I don't remember it. That's the truth. But it was in 2020. A lot of things were happening. <laughs> That's my other. Hey, it was in 2020. Stuff, hey, so a, a lot, lot of things. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff went down in 2020. I know I did not watch that movie sober. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So who knows? Maybe I'm a lot of those, out. a lot of movies that year. I just went, I don't know if I watched that. And then I look back at the podcast. I'm like, no, I definitely I did talked that about movie. it for an hour. <laughs> I, I have thoughts about that movie. Apparently, I don't remember that one. Oh boy, oh boyzy. Um, I mean, like we haven't mentioned. You know, we have bits, parts of the show. We haven't said the real yeah. star, David Fincher. Yes, I'm so sorry. We we kind of just kept kept moving. It, yeah, um, it's great. It's a great movie, and it's great for him. I'm curious what he's going to do next. <laughs> Me too. Will he do he another has nothing TV lined show? Up, according, according to his IMDb, he has nothing else lined up, so he could just do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't know if he, is he still on contract with Netflix? I'd assume so. And I bet they pay him a lot of money. Like, that's the they thing. They definitely pay him a lot of money. But he's been with them since like 2017. Mindhunter came. His out. was so the with first show. House of Cards was the first one. Oh, House of Cards, yeah, 2013. Never mind. So he's kind he's of been with them for 10 years. His hands are a little blood. I'm saying, man. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I think this is his Oppenheimer, you. man. <laughs> I know this is his Oppenheimer. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. I think that there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. I think that there could be many things happening in this movie. <laughs> It's a good movie. Too many things can be true. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, House of Cards was the first one. Remember that 2013 House of Cards and Arrested Development? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, we were still in high school. A hundred day strike? <laughs> People's uh, real breed showing? What are you talking about? <clears throat> we're we're going to graduate high school next year. We got the rest of our lives ahead of us. Ten years later. David Fincher's making a movie how he's like, why did I go with Netflix? Why did I go with Netflix? I should have gone with Netflix. <laughs> they gave me so but they gave me so much money. Right? And they really did to to be fair, like we I don't want to give Netflix too much credit, but to give Netflix an amount of credit. They did kind of just let David Fincher do whatever the they fuck he really wanted for did. 10 years. They really kind of just went, yeah, all right, you can go do Gone Girl, but you're going to come right back and we're going to give you a lot of money, but you can you can do whatever you want with that money. You should do House And he of was cards. like, okay, cool. I'm going to do Mindhunter. I'm going to do Mank. I'm going to do an episode of Love, Death, and Robots, and I'm going to do The Killer. Insane. Insane. It is insane. Um, I do love his episode of Love, Death, and Robots. It's a great episode. Yeah. I need to watch the second season. I watched the first season. Oh, it's so good. That's where David Fincher's episode is. I thought it was the first season. How many seasons are there? Two. Two? Yeah. Three? Two or three? Because if there's a third one, I haven't seen the third one. I haven't watched the last season to come out. And I'm pretty sure David Fincher's was the first season. Season three. There's three seasons. Cool. Um, but Bad Traveling is the episode directed by David Fincher, and it's in season three. <laughs> or no, sorry. Wait, what? What's the episode directed by David? No, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Fincher directed an episode called Bad Traveling. It's in season three. Then I guess I missed it. <laughs> it's really good. It's the best episode. It's my It's my favorite episode of that season. It's great. It's this weird episode on a pirate ship with a big monster. It's fantastic. Everyone check out Love, Death, and Robots. This movie, this show rips. Yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross back at it again in the white vans. Did they do this one too? Yeah. Great. Hell yeah. Also, the opening scene... The first scene of the, the, the opening credits yeah, is very cool, just the way it's shown. I'm assuming that's just all the killings he's done in the past. That's Probably, the- yeah. 
slowly um, poisoning someone, choking someone. I will say they fire. do. This is this is a weird thing. It's such a tiny thing, but it is just a weird thing that I learned about this movie. They like CG'd a weird amount of this movie. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> but like a real like they CG Michael Fassbender driving the Vespa through Paris. Like that's not real. Weird. It's really weird. Like, could you not have a motherfucker in a helmet drive a Vespa down a street? Not the way he wanted. <laughs> not the way. Yes, but it's so, like I get. I get David Fincher doing like the blood with CG. I get like a lot of the camera. You know, I get a lot of stuff that David Fincher does for CG. But having someone drive down a street. <laughs> I was watching that scene because I remember. I think it was you who told me that. When it's when he's behind the mask, his face is CGI. Yeah, and I was looking out for that, and I was like, "Is this whole set piece CGI? The whole thing is CGI. <laughs> it's all fake. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing to CG. Like I get, like David Fincher, he wants to do his perfectionist thing. I get it. Whatever, do you think, bro? But it's a weird choice. It like is. it's just a weird thing." I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it's strange. It's, it looks good. Like it, it does the job. Like it's one fucking sequence, but it's just like, what is happening? Like, yeah. why are we CGing a dude driving a Vespa? Yeah, totally. You know, when I uh, saw Fight Club on 35 millimeter. Oh, when I saw Fight Club on 35 millimeter. Oh, I'm Andrew. I live in New York. I get to go do cool stuff. Blah blah blah. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Good, well, good for you. But he's doubled down on digital. He's what George Lucas... Well, let me not say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Don't do not do that. But I mean, George with, Lucas with, uh, has done a lot for, for digitals. But like... <laughs> David Fincher made digital yeah. artistic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, Ryan Johnson and his, and his cinematographer have done a lot of work to make sure digital looks like film. Mm-hmm. Like people, people were talking about when uh, Glass Onion came out, they couldn't tell that it was on digital. Good, because they the him and his cinematographer worked really hard on the settings of the and the specific camera and stuff. And it looked good. It was one of, of those movies that did not look like a Netflix movie. I forget it's a Netflix yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, can I buy that movie? Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't buy that movie. You also apparently can't buy Oppenheimer, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the <laughs> truth? <laughs> Don't worry, I wanted to buy it. I told you my woes, I wanted to buy it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I've, I've grown up. I don't even need a still case. I just want the 4K. Just give me that. Nope, yeah. all sold out. All sold out. Good luck. Yeah. They're like, we have the DVD still, and I'm like, but that's not that's not the that's good. not the thing I want. You should be you should be shocked. Four years ago, I would have been so mad I could have get on Steelbook. <laughs> it's true. I've humbled myself. I, I just want the 4K. I remember. I remember those days. Uh, but yeah, David, what do you want to see him do next? Um, you watched Mindhunter. You're a real fan, unlike me. <laughs> I am a real fan, actually. Uh, Mindhunter Season 3, bring it back. Um, I love Mindhunter. Everyone should watch Mindhunter. That show's amazing. Gross I don't sauce. know. I, I'm kind of always surprised by what Fincher ch- chooses to do next. Like, I would never have expected him to do... Um, like, Mank. Like, yes. Mank seems like such a weird thing for him to do. I didn't like Mank, but it still feels like a weird choice. But at least he did it. Like, at least he's doing something, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not I'm not <coughs> against anything that he chooses to do. I'll always watch it, you know? What do you think David Fincher feels about Babylon? <laughs> I... Bet he hates it. Especially after Mank? Yeah. I think David Fincher probably hates Babylon. Yeah. 
I feel like an incorrect take. <laughs> Babylon is fantastic, but that's an incorrect take. But you understand why David Fincher would say I understand. I understand it, Fincher. I understand it, David. <laughs> but Babylon's great. I everyone, love- should, everyone should love Babylon. Loves Oppenheimer, but hates uh, Babylon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Is there anything else we want to talk about? No, I think this movie's good. Go see it. Michael Fassbender's great. David Fincher's great. What else do you want? What else can you ask for? (laughs) That's fair. Um, Yeah, all right. A weirdly short episode for a Fincher. Yeah. But I feel like we got it. It was, it's it's perfect. Like everything he does. Gotta watch Mindhunter. Gotta. Gotta watch Mindhunter. Uh, then my name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, you can find us all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our link tree is still Linktree slash Welcome Back Pod. You can find links to all of our different social medias and all the different podcatchers of your choice. Like the track, view the track. Like the podcast, review the podcast, all the different things and all the different podcatchers really helps out the show a whole ton. Uh, but if you uh, want to do something else to support the show, Andrew will tell you the absolute best way to support the show. Tell. Hey, listen. Hey, you. <clears throat> I know we exclusively only get murderers who listen to this. So when you're setting up your Obviously. scope and you're listening to us close out the episode. Don't shoot that person. Kill is not good. <laughs> 